Hello, you are listening to the All Girls School podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Barrett, a graduate from an all-women's college in Virginia. This podcast aims to highlight the diverse experiences and life journeys of graduates from all women's colleges. Listeners can expect to hear candid conversations about a wide variety of topics. This podcast strives to be in an inclusive space, so some guests may identify themselves as non-binary or trans. I hope you're ready because class is about to start. Hi, Jenna. Welcome to the podcast. Excited Hi. to have you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And I'm excited you're here. <laughs> we're coming to you all the way from Germany. Oh. So, guten tag. <laughs> um, in fact, if you're watching this on the YouTube version, um, we have a nice German uh, town background that you can kind of see. It's hard because of the glare, but oh, there. There we go. A little bit. But yeah, we're coming to you from Germany. I'm wearing, you know, my uh, comfy sweater to make myself feel more European. This is probably more <laughs> Swedish, like, or Icelandic than yeah. anything. But that's okay. It's fine. It's cozy. It's fine. It's cozy. We're in Europe. Am I, like, one of the first people to kind of, like, fly over and visit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes. The first. <laughs> All right. You're number one. You're number one. <laughs> All right, so let's just like jump into it. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, I have a cold, so if my voice sounds funny, that's why. Um, but yes, so take me back in time. Um, this you are the first one of season two, so this is exciting. So now I have like a little bit of a rhythm. Mm -hmm. So, kind of what I've been doing is asking everyone I talk to to like go back in time mm -hmm. and put themselves back in like their high school selves or younger selves pre-college and just talk about what they were like pre-college what their goals were um, if they had them because everyone's journey has been yeah. so different which I think has been cool there's like people that I've talked to like I would have never like expected mm -hmm. the routes that they took <laughs> <laughs> to get to like Mary Baldwin yeah. and things like that. So, you know, tell me, tell me what high school Jenna was like. What? <laughs> you want to open that box? Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to hear. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Back in 2009, um, <laughs> I had no idea what I really wanted to do. Um, but I had a big military presence in my family. My dad was Air Force, my brother Marine Corps, and then all the way back to great-grandparents. Um, everyone served in some type or another. So I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, so I guess I'm going to join the Air Force. And I was like, oh, crap, I have to go to college. For that. <laughs> and um, luckily we lived right, like, 15 minutes down the road was Mary Baldwin. And um, that's really the only school that I applied for because – it was close to home. I didn't really want to go too far. Mm -hmm. um, and I went there. Um, I went there trying to do a theater major at first. Um, and then all of a sudden I'm mm -hmm. on this campus tour and I see these women come up from the stairs and it's like, like the sun hit all their like brown. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to, what is that? Yeah. Like, I want to Caught do that. Eye. Yeah. And um, then just then it switched and 
I dropped the theater um, focus, thank goodness, <laughs> and um, decided to do V-Will and try and go the uh, commissioning route. So Cool. Yeah. You still could have done theater. I know. I yeah. know. <laughs> I I tried to volunteer, but it was just wrapped up in other things. Yeah. So Once you get in the V-Will, it kind of yeah. takes over. <laughs> That's so cool. I think it's funny because you lived 15 minutes away, yeah. like in Waynesboro, but you didn't actually know V-Will was there mm-hmm. until like you went to the campus and visited. And yeah. visited. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's so funny to hear how people discover V-Will. Yeah. I wish like there was a way we could just like promote it better because I think yeah. it has a lot to offer and a lot of like women out there yeah i mean would be interested i've seen in like recent facebook and instagram posts mm-hmm. from Vivo that they're starting to do more outreach mm-hmm. in the community and i think that's yeah. awesome and i think that's what needed to be done because once we get our community behind our backs then yeah we can really spread out to the rest of the no. rest of the country no i agree i think i even like mary baldwin like itself they're well, i think social media it can be transformative in both positive mm-hmm. and negative ways, but yeah. I think they're using it in a positive way to where I've seen them start to like kind of um, post more stories, mm-hmm. do like more programming, um, do more types of events like community oriented. And even for like the cadets, I've seen them do like go to little leadership symposiums, mm-hmm. whether they're being held at VMI or other places, which I think has been beneficial. I know. And maybe we'll chat about this a little bit later once we talk about like commissioning and trying to like do careers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, when I know you listened to Tesla's episode, one of her biggest like issues with Mary Baldwin and even V Will is that there wasn't a lot of support for um, students who weren't going the yeah. commissioning route as far as like being like career oriented services. Yeah. But I think as I've like started my master's program in higher education, I think that was maybe not just a Mary Baldwin thing. I think it was across the board. There mm-hmm. were a lot of schools, especially smaller regional schools that like the goal was just to get kids to college. Yeah. <laughs> there <laughs> but, was no plan after yeah, that. There, was, there wasn't a lot of planning on like, oh, yeah, we've got to like help them get a job. You mean mm-hmm. the degree isn't just like the automatic entry into a job anymore. So, yeah. I think just throw some magic dust up and it's like, oh, you got a job because you have a degree. Yeah. So I think that is something that a lot of colleges and universities Mm -hmm. are recognizing and trying to combat and like help prepare their students, which is good. Um, Yeah. So for you living Mm -hmm. close by... What was your experience in VWO like? Because, I mean, in VWO, you still, like, lived on campus and everything, even though you only, like, your home was only, like, 15 minutes away. Yeah, no, I needed to get out of the house, Um, which is great. I'm glad I didn't, like, commute into, not like you could in VWO, but um, it was, I didn't realize how sheltered I was until I got into college, and I was like, Holy crap. It was like a big old punch in the face to me because I was raised super like devoted Christian, like nothing around. No no bubble was popped during my time. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then I went to Vwell and it changed. Um and yeah. good good for it to change. Um but I love the structure mm-hmm. of Vwell. Um totally drank the Kool-Aid of it. Um <laughs> sorry. No, that's um, okay. It was just and I had like awesome forced friends and <laughs> I was like, cool, this is what it like is this is awesome coming from a small, like our graduated class in high school was like 83. Oh yeah. That is so um, I was, it was nice to see other, to in, interact with other people and mm-hmm. see different views and everything. Yeah. And I think uh, for some, it might be surprising because where Mary Baldwin is, it's in a place called Stanton, Virginia. It's spelled like it's going to be pronounced on, but they very much tell you <laughs> <laughs> it's Stanton. Uh, they will correct you quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah. It's off of like I-81 and I-64, like a little bit past Charlottesville mm-hmm. um, and south of Harrisonburg in like the Appalachian mm-hmm. Mountains. Nestled in it. Um, and so you wouldn't think that Mary Baldwin um, would be like as diverse as it was in the Vivo program mm-hmm. would be as diverse as it was in like forward, but... It really was like yeah. I think it opened up a lot of people, um, even myself, like where I grew up in in Chesapeake, like I wasn't like super devout Christian, but also like the norms back then, I think, were just more conservative. And mm-hmm. like looking back, like my parents, mostly my dad was more conservative. Mm-hmm. And so you don't realize how much that rubs off on you and affects you until you get oh, out yeah. of the bubble. <laughs> And you're like, oh, you're like, and, and you experience things for yourself. Like you educate yourself, mm-hmm. um, you open your mind and your heart to like other like things and experiences and people. Um, and I I went to a diverse high school, which yeah. was nice. Um, but I do appreciate that like Mary Baldwin and, and the core itself, I think was also yeah. diverse, which I think was very beneficial for a lot of people and um in the army itself i know we're kind of like jumping ahead like the military like is diverse oh yeah like i think a lot of people have misconceptions <laughs> that the military is all like a bunch of good old boys um from the south but that's honestly maybe, maybe not. higher up in the chain yeah but right now like in yeah. the lower yeah but that, it was. that's yeah. yeah it's not it's getting better yeah it's yeah. gotten better and especially depending on what like specialty you have Maybe like combat arms, yes, I would say is still probably less um, diverse, but like uh, logistics, like the non-combat arms where it's like you actually have like a specialty mm-hmm. that requires certain skills. <laughs> that that sounds rude, but like um, I think are more diverse because yeah. I think... Uh, a lot of people are looking for opportunities if they like don't stay in the army like how can mm-hmm. i or military how can i translate this yeah to, that's why i chose yeah what i chose because i was like i think i can um this looks good on a resume mm-hmm. <laughs> so but yeah i think a lot of us and a lot of people i've talked to were came in like based on their life experience more conservative and then were opened up and were like, oh, like, wow, when they went to college yeah. and became more open-minded and see the world differently yeah. than um, 
you know, their parents did and, and stuff like that, which I think is great. I think that's like the whole point of going out there and experiencing things on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to say I, <laughs> I remember one of my favorite memories about you. Um, and I say this like, uh, like I also was very much like a rule follower. Yeah. I liked the discipline. Yes. Um, but like I wasn't, I, I cursed, like I, <laughs> like I used curse words and stuff like that. Mm. Um, it might've took, took me a while to like warm up and like get comfortable and start cursing. But I think you for a while, it, like sweet, sweet Richie. Sweet, innocent Richie. Yeah. Um, you like, never tap tap. <laughs> I never you you like never cursed mm-hmm. or at all freshman year. And yeah. freshman year is kind of like the year where they mostly put us through it. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not saying V will is the most like mentally and physically challenging military program out there, but I mean, you go through some stuff. And yeah, that I, actually helped me with basic training mm-hmm. when I went. It yeah, I was like, oh, they're yelling at me. I've done this. Yeah, and. Yeah, just kind of try and like not focus on it. Yeah, Um, but (laughs) so you went to basic training. Can you before like I say how you changed after basic training that in a funny way? Yeah. um, What? Why did you go to basic training? Like what? So, um, 2009. So we were just going through a recession and the economy was in the tank. And I was like, I need to figure out how to just at least help pay for college mm-hmm. and not just rely on FAFSA and everything like that. Um, uh, I wanted to do Air Force. And then I like kind of looked it up and I was like, mm, I don't know. And then like we went to VMI for the first time mm-hmm. to meet um, our ROTC um, program. Yeah. And uh they're like, okay, if you want Army, go in this line. If you want Air Force, go in this line. If you want Navy, go in this line. And I was like, I don't know what possessed me to do. Like, okay, let's do Army. Mm-hmm. And I s- switched from Air Force right into Army. And So um, you went automatically into Army line? You didn't even, like, yeah. say hello to Air Force? No. I just, like, I was still on the fence yeah. on whether to go Army or Air Force. And I don't know why, but that was like, get off the bus, go in line. And it's like, oh, okay. Uh, army (laughs) it's like make a decision now yeah and it's actually funny because my husband uh was gonna do navy oh yeah i didn't know that and he switched to army that's so (laughs) funny like he told me later he was like yeah i don't know what possessed me to go army route but i was gonna get more scholarship opportunities um in the army that is very true like one i mean one thing I, i would say about the army is like they have more opportunities for scholarships and that's kind of why I chose mm-hmm. the Army ROTC, scholar, ROTC scholarship over Air Force because there's just more places you can do ROTC yeah. at. Um, there's more resources. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's funny that you chose like right before, like you were in line and you chose then because those lines always start <laughs> off like just a handful, just a little, just little handful in the army line that want to do it. And everyone else is in the Air Force and Navy <laughs> line. And then as we're like, like we know up, where the good food's at. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like we know where um, the, you know, nicer mm-hmm. experiences can be, which is in the Air Force and Navy. But it's so funny. 
because as like time goes by where we're like the people who went in the army line originally Mm -hmm. are getting like briefed on army things and Mm -hmm. like the classes and potentially like I don't remember if they issued us anything like any uniforms or anything at that point during that day they might have like that day's a blurred (laughs) (laughs) um you just notice more and more people coming over army yeah and it's like oh what, what what happened and it's like they would just get like it would be like silly like medical reasons mm-hmm. and other things to where like <laughs> air force and navy were like nope sorry <laughs> can't do that sorry all right have fun in army <laughs> <laughs> so i just yeah i always thought that yeah. was so funny um yeah air force and navy are just picky when it comes to like medical stuff yeah army's like we'll take you yeah yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness they yeah. did. Um yeah. but I think grades too. I didn't I didn't have the greatest grades going in. Like Yeah. And and luckily my, they took me. My so. perspective ever since like starting to teach on like grades and stuff and like just you can't like measure people's talents through grades. Mm-hmm. Um everyone's so like everyone has different strengths and weaknesses. And, like, academics aren't for mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. So I feel like it's, like, it's a way to measure. And I think that's how people have always done it. But I don't think it's necessarily, like, the best measurement of yeah. talent. And it's so, like, if you're trying your hardest and it's yeah. just, it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's, I didn't tell anybody what my GPA coming into college was because it was just, like, even from first grade, I hated school. I no. did not like it. I did it because I had to. Yeah. I don't want to get fined. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> you or your parents. Yeah, I know. Your parents fine. Um, I was just, I don't know. It just, yeah. It just always made me feel lesser mm-hmm. than, mm-hmm. even though I was trying really hard mm-hmm. and still. Yeah. And probably I'm not going to like put words in your mouth, mm-hmm. but I would assume a place like V will probably gave you a, a a place where you could like show off your strengths mm-hmm. and talents oh, in yeah. different ways that you couldn't do mm-hmm. through like it was taking a real a test. it was a real self-esteem and confidence booster because I was like oh wow I I'm actually good at other things and I can mm-hmm. or like I see other people do things differently and I'm mm-hmm. like I'd never thought of that before yeah. like let me try that and it would work and yeah or I'd be like okay let's try again go back to the yeah see what works for yeah it wasn't here's a math problem here's the only way you can work it out to get to the answer yeah it's like no here's a problem um and Mm -hmm. however you get to the solution you get to the solution yeah and there were so many resources that Mary Baldwin had Mm -hmm. um to help out like they had the writing center and they had um you could t- get your one of your professors to try and tutor you or like it was yeah. and they're really easy with a small college. Yeah. It's easy to be able to do that because yeah. you have a class of like 20, sometimes 10, sometimes five people. And um, yeah. you can really uh, the professor can really either slow things down or be like, mm-hmm. OK, let's try it this way. Yeah. And it was really helpful I, for me. Yeah, I agree. I think going I like am at George Mason now for one of my masters and it's a huge school Mm -hmm. like I personally for undergraduate I don't think I would thrive going somewhere like that yeah um 
but and so like seeing that made me grateful for like the small experience because I I think it is harder for me to like make genuine connections so when it is smaller and it it was just more comfortable mm -hmm. and like you said there's more support so yeah I I like that small college feel mm -hmm. and yes it's expensive for a private school but yeah I probably wouldn't have made it through college if I didn't have that small yeah. experience yeah where you're not lost in like you're not like one of 50 or mm -hmm. one of over 100 depending on what kind of class it is like if yeah. it's an entry-level freshman course that everyone has to take some of those classes can mm -hmm. get really big on public and state universities so yeah so I yeah I am I'm pro like small schools yeah but you know that's just me yeah um so you went to basic yes <laughs> You come back, and I just remember, um, <laughs> oh, Lord, here I we just, go. But so when you came back from basic, mm -hmm. you, <laughs> I just remember all of us, like, hearing you curse for the first time, <laughs> and we were like, what? what? Who is this? <laughs> like, I, I just thought it was funny that, like, V-Will didn't do it to you. Mm-hmm. But like once you went to basic training, you, yeah, it was just like curse word this, curse yeah. word that. Well, it was everywhere and yeah. so part of the language yeah. there. And I was, you know, starting to bloom out of mm -hmm. being in a, a, yeah. a very Christian household into being like, why do I, why am I yeah. stopping myself from cursing? Like I should yeah. just let myself. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, yeah, why am I like tying myself yeah. down? It's like time to break free, like do what I want to do. Yeah. Like I probably yeah. overdid it a little bit. Yeah. Coming into yourself yeah. as an adult, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think both of us are similar in the fact mm -hmm. to where like we were probably a little more shy, mm -hmm. quiet, reserved. And then like the core really like the core in our experiences through like army ROTC mm -hmm. helped us like build that confidence and grow and like into who like we are. But anyway, also back to like cursing and things like that. This is less about you, but like, and we had an NCO one year who mm -hmm. came over, started coming over, like VMI started coming over to us to teach some of our courses. So they taught one of our classes and I don't remember his name, but I just remember it was like a sergeant first class. He was a little bit like this guy was a little bit bigger and more like I like can this see is his gonna face. Kill me yeah, I can see him yeah. too. I don't remember his name. Um, but it might have been when we were sophomores or juniors. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, you could tell he was like very hesitant at first because he hadn't been like in an environment around With all females. Like, yeah. <laughs> With women. And he had, I remember him even saying, yeah. like, like to us before, like, one of those classes, like, you know, like, sorry. Like, I'm going to say some things. Yeah. Well, even then, he was still, like, tiptoeing. He was yeah. like, sorry if I, like, say the wrong thing. Ladies. And, ladies. ladies yeah. Female. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then I think he was just so shocked by, like, us <laughs> and we were just like all cursing and just like very blunt and mm -hmm. like to the point and I think we were just like way more wild than he thought we yeah. would be and the, you could like see him get more comfortable yeah. 
as the year went on being like, oh, yeah, like I think he thought we were going to have like tea parties or something. Be, yeah. Like, very proper. And he was just like very nervous for no reason. And then it was adorable. I'm not yeah. Gonna at lie. first it was. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was the funniest. I thought it was adorable and funny. And it was like he. Yeah. It was like he was like, OK, it's like I'm, you know, instructing my daughter yeah. or something like that. And then when he like learned our personalities, he was like, oh, was like, oh, this is it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like our, it's really not that different. And like women can yeah. just like be like as fun and let loose mm-hmm. and, you know, joke around like just as much yeah. as like boys, men. And it's it's different. Yeah. Like when um, the environment is different, like when we were over at Mary Baldwin mm-hmm. with the Army instructors. It was different than when mm-hmm. we were at VMI with the army instructors. Yeah. We were more, I feel we were more, when we were away from mm-hmm. all the guys, we were yeah. more open and yeah. more, um, Yeah, I'm not going to say flamboyant, but more yeah. candid yeah. with what we said than when we had to go. Had to go to, I definitely think so. And I think, granted, we'll kind of talk about like, your story of like how you met Fritz and stuff like mm-hmm. that, who went to VMI. But I think I'll, there were exceptions to the rule, but like I think there were a lot of VMI men in particular um, that didn't like our program. No. And it was like very clear in the way that like they interacted with us. And so like, yeah, every time we were over there, it was like, like well, you're not VMI. It's like, you don't go to VMI. Like, and it's like, okay, well, you made a personal choice. Sorry yeah. you hate your hate your fucking <laughs> sorry choice. You have to yeah. Sleep on hay. Yeah. I'm sorry you chose this <laughs> life for yourself. I mean, you chose it, not yeah. me. Like, don't be mad at me for the lives I chose. Like yeah. you could have done RTC anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't have to do it at VMI. Yeah. But yeah, so there was like always like there were a lot of guys there I won't say all of them but yeah. there were a lot who I think there was like the animosity and the way that they treated yeah. treated us or talked to us or interacted with us like was I had different. to brief the freshmen mm-hmm. the freshmen v-will mm-hmm. girls going women um going or girls yeah we you focused yeah. that on the first podcast um the and I had to brief them be like hey it's gonna be a different environment mm-hmm. um I'm not saying don't be yourself yeah. But like you really you gotta have to watch your back and you gotta be together for this. Yeah. Like there's gonna be some some um men, some women at VMI that are gonna be so welcoming mm-hmm. and so um happy that you're there and they get to talk to you and it's not VMI guys. Um uh, but there are also people that are looking to see you fail. Yeah. Like they wanna see you fail. Yeah. They're looking down on you like you're less yeah. than um, and I hate to say that, but I mean, I had yeah. like, yeah. And I mean, it's not surprising. Like when you learn the history of how Vivo was created, like it was literally, that was what VMI wanted to be the permanent solution to mm-hmm. not going co-ed. Yeah. So I'm glad they did go co-ed and I'm glad that our program was created because I think it has been beneficial and created mm-hmm. a unique like leadership and learning environment for um, women, but yeah, like our program was created out of the idea of let's separate them, but here they can still commission through us. Yeah. Here's a little girl's school for you guys. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. So it, 
Yeah, it it is just like VMI was the last senior military college to go mm-hmm. co-ed. And they didn't want to do it. Nope. <laughs> they had to be forced to do it. Kicking and screaming. Um, But yeah. So, and it wasn't until, I don't know if your experience at LDAC. So LDAC is like you go in between your junior and senior year, like if you're on the commissioning route for mm-hmm. Army. Um, and that's when you get like mixed in with cadets from like all over. And that was like the very first time I realized that like not everyone else in the army were like army ROTC, like cadets, especially guys were assholes. I was like all of the guys that I had in like my platoon in LDAC and my squad. They were were the best. Yeah, they were awesome. I was like, holy crap, you guys are so nice. Like the squad was like so supportive for like sticks lanes and stuff like that. I remember when we did like sticks lanes at VMI, like to prepare, like, it was like watch her flat fall flat on her face. Yeah. It was like it, it wasn't just it wasn't just females, yeah. it was just everybody. Yeah. Like you had, was, gotta learn to pick yourself up kind of thing yeah. at BMI. But in the stick lines at LDAC, yeah. it was completely different. Yeah. It wasn't do, do that. Like, okay, thank you. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like a team effort at VMI. Yeah. Like for the whole squad. Like it wasn't a team effort. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in LDAC, like the whole squad, it was like a team effort. Mm-hmm. Like like we knew each other's strengths, so we would support each other based on like each other's strengths. It yeah. was like, oh, this person is a great RTO. Have them be your RTO yeah. when you're squad leader. Yeah. And um, in the evenings, we would like if someone was really good at something, mm-hmm. they would like kind of do a little class for everybody yeah. in the squad. And I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So that was something that was like, I was like, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. I was like, because it wasn't that supportive and, and it wasn't like a team mm-hmm. effort when we were at VMI. So yeah, uh, that was nice and refreshing to see. Um, but yeah, so back to VMI. We, yeah, we were created because VMI didn't want to go co-ed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're constantly going back and forth between VMI and Mary Baldwin for classes and things like that. So we do mm-hmm. have that like natural interaction with yeah. um, VMI cadets. And do not get me wrong. I have so many good VMI mm-hmm. friends. Like um, this is not a bashing VMI. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not. <laughs> oh, um, but it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a different experience and maybe it'll like be nice for people to kind of like hear from our perspective mm-hmm. of, of what it was like. But some of us, a lot of Mary Baldwin, like cadets and VWOL cadets, you know, end up having, like meeting nice people (laughs) at VMI. And so can you tell us a little bit about how you met Fritz and that whole whole story? (laughs) So freshman year, um, we did our fall FTX and um, it was crazy and chaotic. And it was like, I think one of our last days and we were firing um, at VMI, and uh, he ended up being my firing partner. Um, like, if he ran too fast or if I ran, like, too slow, we would never have met. And um, he was my firing partner, and they were like, look at your person that you're firing with, and you got to trust him. And I, I looked at him, and in my head, I was like, I'm going to beat you. I am going to shoot so much better than you. <laughs> I was like, this is like, I was getting my confidence up and I was like, I'm going to 
like it was it was a very like I was just defensive mm-hmm. and um I was like I'm gonna beat you I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this and I did <laughs> and I fired so much better than him um but uh <laughs> and apparently he looked at me and was like oh she looks nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and then um like we talked a little bit in formation um, and then like maybe a month later, he messaged me on Facebook Messenger, which Ooh. he was not supposed to because he was a rat during this wow. time and he broke the rules just for me. Wow. And um, Facebook. I know. He asked me to midwinter formal, which is one mm. of their dances that they have in like February. And um, I was actually going with someone else. And um, that's funny. Yeah. And he asked me and I said, sure. And he's like, what does sure mean? he was like i need clarity yeah well that's good that's a like he wanted strong communication from the get-go so that's that's a good sign Mm -hmm. and if you know fritz he has a lot of communication great um he's a talker yeah (laughs) (laughs) um which is great because in socials interactions sometimes i don't even have to talk and he like you go ahead go right yeah (laughs) and um but yeah and everything ballooned ballooned mm-hmm. from there and yeah. two months into dating i was like yeah this is he's good yeah and he treated all my friends with respect yeah which is also yeah i i think as one of your friends like who <laughs> obviously interacted with fritz you saw it, the whole growth yeah and i was like wow like he's cool like fritz was definitely and I would say Fritz was like the exception, one of like the exceptions of like, wow, like this guy is awesome, open minded, mm-hmm. like really supportive. Um, yeah, I think we all like loved Fritz. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and he was always like so supportive of us, like whenever we came over to VMI, like um, like if we needed help or something, like he would always offer mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, like I think we all really loved Fritz and still love him (laughs) so yeah and I think it's funny the the part where you're like I'm gonna beat him and like fire better than him and I do think like that was just the mindset we had to have like we had to like prove ourselves Mm -hmm. so like I completely understand why you had that mindset whereas he was just like (laughs) like oh she's nice yeah (laughs) but in our heads we had to be like we got to crush yeah. this person, like make him, we got to look good. Yeah. Like we've got to like really prove ourselves. We have to represent V-Will. Yeah. And try and show that it's not just yeah. A, yeah. A, a sorority. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, does it have some dynamics of a sorority? Sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, <laughs> we also truly like valued the military like mm-hmm. experience and leadership and a lot of us wanted to commission or take that experience and and do great things with it yeah. in the civilian world so yeah and we could do it without you know we could learn those leadership skills without going to like the extremes yeah. of like like f- instead of focusing on the image we're actually focusing yeah. on the, the leadership, leadership itself like the skills yeah. and the attributes and learning like learning by trial and Mm -hmm. error so you and fritz especially like vmi has like a lot of traditions and like 
even just being like visiting in your house, I see all the like VMI memorabilia and, you know, uh, so I want to see from like your point of view as like, but it's clear both you and, and Fritz value traditions and mm -hmm. you feel very connected to where you went to school. Mm -hmm. So, um, do you have any favorite memories or traditions from either like Mary Baldwin in general or like the VWOL program? Goodness. You asked me this question and I was like, oh my God, I have no idea. Um, Mary Baldwin, I loved Apple Day. I still post like, happy yeah. Apple Day, fellow squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> like a dork. Yeah. Um, but, um, I loved Apple Day. I love that tradition. I thought that was so fun. And it was just different mm -hmm. from other what other schools had. Mm -hmm. um, V-Will. I just like the camaraderie and friendship I had. I can't, mm -hmm. I, I can't give that up. Like that is yeah. high on my list yeah. of things that I wouldn't trade for the world. The friendships and the relationships you create there is just... Yeah. They're like second to none. Like it's, it's, it's funny even doing like this podcast, even if they, people I'm interviewing weren't like sister Knowles or like they were a few like grades below or mm -hmm. ahead, like the conversations have been easy and effortless yeah. and like it's that connection. It's just been great for social connection. Yeah. It, it's like we all kind of went there for similar mm -hmm. reasons. Um, even if we came from like different backgrounds, like there was something that drew us there. So we all can connect um, pretty easily mm -hmm. um, because we all wanted to like better ourselves yeah. and um, focus on leadership skills and, and have that like personal growth. Yeah. Um, and it was like a small program where you really could develop those relationships mm -hmm. Um, like spirit missions yeah and spirit missions yeah we've we ha I haven't explained like a spirit mission I feel like you are always the go-to so like spirit missions for those of you who don't know what those are like if you didn't go to Mary Baldwin or, or V. Will when you're in the core um, especially as freshmen um, you're like emphasized to do like different spirit missions which I'm trying to think of like the best way. It's almost like pranking. Yeah, a coordinated prank, mm -hmm. but like usually supposed to be like a positive thing. Yeah. Like a positive prank. Sometimes it wasn't as positive. Yeah. Yeah. But... So, you know, sometimes it was not positive yeah. or we would be sarcastic about it. Like, be like, <laughs> they don't know the underlying joke about this spirit yeah. mission. But anyway, like, Typically, like if you're going through the correct route, you have to like get permission through the null committee yeah. um, who are like the liaison between upper class and freshmen. Um, and so you have to get permission if you want it to be like a sanctioned spirit mission. You have to get permission from null committee and one of the null committee members has to be present during your spirit mission. Mm -hmm. Typically, they're late at night It'll be when everyone is sleeping. And it's like. You're going on like the hall and like you're decorating for maybe some sort of event or yeah. something, or you're recognizing like a used certain for class. motivation. Yeah, used to like motivate mm -hmm. other classes. Um, but I know for 
I know when we did spirit missions, you were always like my go-to for like signs, like <laughs> your handwriting and your lettering was always so good. So oh, like thank you, you were the go-to for that. It was like, I need something that'll look pretty. I <laughs> Let's go to Jenna. Like <laughs> Jenna can make it look pretty because yeah. you were, yeah, you've always had like that creative energy that I was never gifted with. <laughs> so I was like, Jenna can help. Gosh, and you're I was happy to help. I didn't want that. I wanted like the academic focused. <laughs> I was like, why can't I just be like that? I love stupid crafts. Hey, there's but, nothing. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, with, like no, I've accepted it now. Artistic. As yeah. uh, we're in our craft room right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know we're in your craft room. Um, but yeah, so you were always like the go-to person yeah. for for spear missions. I loved it. Something creative. Yeah, and those yeah. were so fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's like another favorite thing is like, like doing the spirit missions mm -hmm. to help motivate other people. And then also like being on the receiving end mm -hmm. was fun too. Yeah. So yeah, it's literally like decorating a hallway and it, people would get super creative with and even like painting our rock. Mm -hmm. So there's a rock outside of the Vivo office. Um you know, sometimes it's painted with the permission of the Vivo office and meant to like celebrate like the army birthday yeah. or, you know, like Apple Day. We would yeah. get painted for Apple Day or whenever a class graduates, um, it's typically painted. So it gets painted yeah. for a lot of reasons and also can secretly get painted <laughs> uh, when you just, you know, when we're just up to no good like hey we know? have leftover spray paint yeah what can we do with this yeah it's yeah it's also like a symptom of boredom yeah too. like like we said earlier stanton didn't have a lot so like what I think else we went to the walmart do? just walked around yeah. the walmart <laughs> we, <laughs> for fun yeah and we would go to like the toy area and we would like play with like the nerf guns and yeah, yeah. I'm sure the Walmart employees hated us. But yeah, that was like things that we would do. Um, and yeah, and just like, oh, we should paint the rock today. The and uniforms were fun too. Yeah. I, the uniforms, like... Getting into the sash. I mm -hmm. loved it. Yeah. I was not one of the like good... I wasn't good at getting into that. So I definitely had to rely on everyone else. And <laughs> even like my hair. I remember all of freshman year... Tesla did my hair mm -hmm. every day. Great job. Good and job, it, Tesla. Good job. But it was the braid was beautiful. It was because like our standards for hair were so intense. Because mm -hmm. we unlike VMI, <laughs> we didn't force people to cut their, their hair. hair. No wigs in V Will. <laughs> um but <laughs> sorry, that's the nod to Sarah McFarland's mm -hmm. episode. So if you haven't listened to it, you have to. It's hilarious. Um yeah, so, like, we had these, like, super tight buns with, like, so much hairspray yeah. and gel. And, like, you couldn't have any hair Flyways. falling out. Like, wispies, we would call them. You couldn't have any wispies. And, like, part of inspections and on, like, Monday mornings was, like, they would look at your hair. And especially as freshmen, they're much more critical mm -hmm. of you to, like, instill those things and that discipline. And, like, I had never done like never put my hair in a bun before like didn't have any of like the JRTC experience so and Tesla and a, a handful of others did Sanchez um Samantha excuse me yeah 
And so I was very reliant on specifically Tesla was the one that I would just go to every night because she was like, I think, across the hall or not very far and always willing. And so she would always do my hair the night before and I would just like wrap it up and get up the next morning. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, I've had to learn how to do it, but at least now in the army, it's like. Yeah, it doesn't no have one, to be. No one cares. Yeah. Like if there's wispies. I still like putting my hair in a bun. Like, yeah. I'm, oh. I can't do the ponytail. I am never. I'm hardly. My hair is hardly done. This is this is new. <laughs> yeah. Um, It's always in a bun. Yeah. It's always go whoop and it goes right either on top of my head or below my head. It's. Yeah. Whenever I took my hair out of the bun, mm-hmm. it would just be like, especially in, in the V-Wheel days, it would just like, be like flat. And then curl. Yeah. The rest of it would be curl. There's actually like some Marine that I can't, I can't remember. I think she's enlisted, but she does like TikTok videos Mm -hmm. on like how she does her hair. And Oh, yeah. I I mean, it is definitely like reminiscent of how we would do it in V-Will to wear like like just a ton of gel and hairspray. Mm -hmm. And I'm like. I mean, I know, like, you want to look sharp, but also maybe can we find a way to do it without using so much hairspray and gel? Because I'm just concerned for your hair. Like, I'm concerned for your hair, like, tight bun Mm. with all that hairspray and And stuff. And then, like, if you're running, it just, like, yeah, like a big rock just in the back of the base. It'll, like, you'll get, like, bumps Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, if you have, like, a tight bun, yeah, and all that hair gel. Mm-hmm. Which we would get like the cheapest hair gel you could think of. It was like in bulk. Yeah. And the cheap hairspray. That was not good for our hair. That's why like after I commissioned, yes, I put my hair in a bun, but <laughs> you best believe I had a ton of wispies. I like maybe clipped my hair yeah. back if I have bangs mm-hmm. or something going on. Yeah, I think but it's like a messy bun. Yeah. Like, it's much messier. I it's still a bun, burn but it's out messier. with my like putting my hair up. Yeah. Like by the time I got into the actual yeah. military, I was like... Mm-hmm. Okay, it doesn't need to be this bad. Yeah, yeah. Man, we've talked a lot about hair. I know, a little too much. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, So you commissioned into the reserves. Yes. Um, What was that experience like? Like commissioning into the reserves and like going down the route of the reserves and um, also potentially like having to balance like civilian type career stuff too? Um, So... It was a little hard. No one was really like, this is how you um, contact a unit and Mm -hmm. this is how you um, contact them and how they get you into, like when you commission, you get your initial um, reserve unit. But then like when I have an active duty husband, Mm -hmm. like we're moving a lot and I have to switch units a lot. Yeah. And, um, no one really prepared me for like how hard it would be to find a unit. Cause when we moved from Pittsburgh to um, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, we, um, everyone wanted me to, wanted me to be airborne qualified. Mm. And cause all the units around there, they're like, you have to be airborne. I'm like, I'm just one. Like, come on. Yeah. I'm human resources. Like I'll push your paperwork. Just don't, <laughs> I don't need to be airborne. <laughs> Um, but they're like, yes, you do. And um, so that was hard. And I had to go all the way up to um, Fort Knox mm. um, and get a unit there, which is only two and a half hours away. But doing that every 
every month yeah, was once a month yeah it was a lot um and it was just and because i was like semi-close um i i would sometimes go up there during the week and work mm-hmm. on things wasn't paid for it yeah um but that's what as an s1oic that's what you're kind of expected to be on call like yeah. a lot of times yeah so it's hard yeah, so I think that's like an interesting dynamic. And I've been fortunate that I've been in an OCT unit, which doesn't mm-hmm. expect much of us like outside of drill. But I do know like in other traditional units, mm-hmm. like there a lot of people have like the time that they drill, but then it's like you also have additional things that yeah. you need to get done. It's so it's expected of you. And yeah. It, it... yeah. And I, you know, I, I do think. I have had some commanders or in the reserves that have been very like open to like, Hey, like if you're doing this extra stuff, like let us know Mm -hmm. and we'll sign like a 1380, but that's not always a 1380 is like another way you can get paid for like, you know, things you do outside of drill. Um, Extracurricular activity. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're putting in extra hours doing things yeah. like you can get paid for it and mm-hmm. get and get points towards retirement and stuff for it. It just has to be approved. Yeah. It just process. has to be approved. So like but that's not always the case to mm-hmm. where you know unit commanders are like giving you know leaders the opportunity to get paid for all the extra yeah. work that they put outside of, you know, drill. Yeah. And you know, I think we've had a lot of active duty people. I started off active duty and thinking about all the th- all the things we cram into active duty and then thinking about reserves and National Guard units, like they are also, you know, those this, prof- you have to army do professionals the with everyone else. Yeah. And with limited staff on the weeks, mm-hmm. like my weekday staff props. Yeah. They did amazing work and they mm-hmm. did a lot of it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, active duty sometimes will, um, you know, shade the reserves and National Guard. Mm. Like, but if you think about it, like, I think the reserves and National Guard deserve a lot more respect in the fact of like, not only are they doing their civilian jobs, but, you know, they're also doing the Army stuff. Mm-hmm. And they might not have as much experience, but they're still getting all of these things done. In and they such still a have possibility of, of deployment. Yeah. So like, yeah. And sometimes a civilian job is not on board with it, mm-hmm. even though they to be. Yeah. They're um, obligated by law. Yeah. <laughs> did you, uh, yeah. Did y'all get that brief every now and then yeah. about like, yeah, your civilian uh, you, your civilian has the, to drop like, everything for you to do this and, yeah like um, your civilian employer can't do this this mm-hmm. and this and if they are give us a call or they can't yeah. they have to hire you and mm-hmm. yeah but they don't give reasons of why they didn't hire you yeah so that yeah. so you can't say unless you have like proof that they did this because they found out mm-hmm. that i was in the reserves mm-hmm. um that was a little it was yeah. so hard finding a job when I first moved to Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. It was difficult, mm-hmm. but um, I found one at a bank. So, and that was really, yeah. they were nice and they were very, um, 
like I got two weeks notice to be deployed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, Hey guys, yeah, <laughs> this is happening. Um, I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah. So good. Good to know that can still happen in the reserves. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can just like, Oh, guess what? You're deploying. Yeah. But yeah. And I, especially at the time, we commissioned there was still a lot going on and I don't think people realize like how often like active duty was supplemented or replaced by like national guard units reserve units there's a lot of like logistical units in the reserves Mm -hmm. that have like specific functions to where like just an individual company can deploy like it's not necessarily like an entire battalion it's just like individual companies with very specific things can deploy, mm-hmm. um, which is like, so like any of those assets could deploy yeah. at any time. Cause there, a lot of them are like theater division level assets yeah, and things like that. So yeah, there's a lot of, so a lot of um, like reserves national guard do have yeah. experience from all of the, heavy deployment cycles like that didn't just impact mm-hmm. active duty that impacted reserves oh and, yeah i know so many reserve units that were like yeah. oh we're deploying again yeah again yeah in the next year mm-hmm. and it was just like it's a lot yeah so but okay well <laughs> recently uh in the past few years you um had a son yes can you kind of share what it's been like um being a parent and how that's like changed you and and shaped you and shaped your experiences how you like see life and things like that um well first off it took me a while to get pregnant Mm -hmm. i had a few miscarriages before Mm -hmm. um having leo so finally being able to like so far along in pregnancy to be like okay this is actually gonna yeah it's actually gonna pan out and um and then that's when I decided to transition from the reserves into the inactive reserves mm-hmm. um because I was like I'm like I finally have like this yeah and um and it's really changed my mindset with life in general Mm-hmm. Because I think I've been more about protecting my peace. And because um, I was hit in burnout, mm-hmm. like I was going through all this emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and it just the emotional really affected my mental health. Yeah. Um, and we had just gotten a new commander in and he wasn't. Not going to go to there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we just. It was just, I was like, it's time. I think it's time for me to have a break because I was reaching burnout and I was like, look, I feel like I'm not properly helping soldiers. I'm not properly helping myself. I'm not properly helping the unit. I think I just need to take a step back and let someone else come in who is more motivated and more mm-hmm. um, empowered to yeah. really make a difference. And I was like, I think I'm just going to take a step back. And um, I, and since having him, I'm like, I think... Like mental health is more, I'm more focused with that, Mm -hmm. with myself. Um, And just, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to let my husband like go forward and do his Mm -hmm. fun work. But after 10 years, I was like, I'm I'm tired. Um, And so, yeah, I had him and he's been wonderful. 
And if you hear him screaming downstairs, it's <laughs> just because he's having fun. Um, <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, parenting is another fun mm-hmm. little level. You love them yeah. so much, but it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've gained ever since like seeing my sister become a parent, like it's, yeah. And like seeing firsthand how much work it is. Mm-hmm. Like I have the utmost respect for like my sister and my brother-in-law and then like also my mom who really helps out. Um, you know, she's Nana. So, and watches, you know, Hollis during the day while Ashley's mm-hmm. working. So it really, like it does take a village. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's like, it, it's a lot of energy. So I have a, the utmost respect for anyone who becomes a parent because it's like not only do you have to do the things to like sustain yourself but mm-hmm. now like you're responsible for this yeah. tiny human that like has these needs and yeah it takes a lot of energy yeah. and effort and you did a christmas market with us yesterday <laughs> in the rain with a toddler <laughs> she's <laughs> she did great <laughs> hey like i i like I know there's like those single people without kids that Mm -hmm. are just like, I don't get it. But it's like, no, I get it. Like, like, I don't understand, like not having like the patience when you have friends with with kids. Mm -hmm. It's like you just have to you like you you just have to have a certain understanding. Like you're going to move through things a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. You might have to take some breaks. (laughs) You know, we might have to stare at some cuckoo clocks for like seven minutes straight. You might have to carry a stick. For a child so that we can walk a little bit faster because, you know, if they were to carry that stick, we would be walking very slow. Yes. Or people would have been hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you've got to be willing to just like help out every yeah, now and then. And exactly. there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I love my nephew to death. And but I also recognize he's a lot of work. Like, mm-hmm. He's a yeah. ball of energy that just like never stops like the energizer bunny yeah so but they're so lovable and they are so sweet and yeah there's so many like sweet like touching moments and yeah Mm -hmm. i completely understand that and yeah yeah and i've seen like i'm just very impressed by you and fritz and like as someone who's been in like the education sector and like under like working with ch- child psychologists mm-hmm. and work like having to interact with a lot of different types of parents and different children with different needs um, and strengths and weaknesses. Like I very much like can see the way that you parent him and like the way that you have him like ex- try and like understand and process and express his emotions at such a mm-hmm. young age. Like having him describe the things he wants and stuff like that. So I, th- yeah. I think, oh, yeah, it's you. cool. <laughs> it's cool to see the way that y'all are parenting. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think you and Fritz are doing yeah a really good job. And like raising a toddler is hard. <laughs> like they're going to have breakdowns <laughs> and yeah, it's, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. It's hard to get in front of the breakdowns. Like what's his triggers and what yeah. could I have done better <laughs> to like de-escalate the situation um but I didn't realize just like I knew you had to research and I knew you had to like um like I've been listening to books um because Mm -hmm. I can't read now (laughs) because I just can't sit down and with a book I just listen and clean um but the parenting books like I didn't realize how much goes into it Mm -hmm. and like just 
And like nowadays with so much social media and so much like, mm-hmm. well, don't mess him up. Yeah. Like this could be traumatizing when he's yeah. older. Like don't send yeah. him to therapy by doing this. Like, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, it's exhausting. It's like how like you just get so many different perspectives mm-hmm. and every child is different and you mm-hmm. need to give yourself grace for that. But um, just seeing if... I don't teach him emotions. He will be irresponsible with his emotions when he gets older. Yeah. So trying to get ahead of that. And yeah, it's, it's funny. A lot of people like talk crap on like Gen Z and how kids are being raised. But I Mm -hmm. do think millennial parents are very much more cognizant of like the things that happened to them when they were a child and recognizing like, things that caused them Mm -hmm. trauma or and are trying to be more cognizant in the way that like they raise their children now and so like yeah a lot of my friends who have children I'm very impressed by like the research they're doing like the ways that they're like raising their children Mm -hmm. and interacting with their children so yeah props to you well thanks (laughs) um but then sometimes you just got to be like, okay, well, he's just gonna eat crumbs off the floor and watch TV for yeah. a few hours. And that's, yeah. <laughs> you also have to think about your mental health. Yeah. Too. It's like the <laughs> the whole joke about, I'm not going to be that parent that gives my kid like a tablet or something for however <laughs> period of time. Yeah. It's like, sometimes you need an hour mm-hmm. to yourself and it's like, oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Like but, sometimes it's a, like a, little reward for them too they're like okay like my son has done so many christmas markets this this year (laughs) we've been to like five yeah and um so in one day we were just Mm -hmm. like you know what he's gonna sit in the stroller and watch Mm -hmm. and watch our phone for a little bit while we because he deserves it and he's been walking around everywhere so yeah and these christmas markets especially because y'all are going on the weekend so we're Mm -hmm. obviously we're in germany um doing this interview y'all live in germany you've been stationed here since the summertime Mm -hmm. and so you've gotten to experience like on the weekends different christmas markets um and then the one we went to yesterday obviously like beautiful beautiful location in colmar france but like they get crowded Mm -hmm. and intense and like i was just impressed that y'all were like troopers through the whole thing like willing to like have that stroller like we were packed in like sardines this one lady was like and her husband we were in this one part where it's just like you're sardines and like you're moving slow like you're not moving anywhere fast but you just have to like get through it like you're just chugging along and then yeah these people were just like this one couple was just like pushing through like didn't care at all like was pushing through like you have a stroller so like if you're getting pushed then that means you're pushing the stroller into like some stranger to the girl with the pink hat in front of me i'm so sorry yeah so i just had so much respect (laughs) for y'all because even me like not having kids just being myself that Mm would have caused me a great deal of like anxiety with like the crowd so i can only imagine like trying to do that and give that experience to like not only for yourself, but for your child, Mm -hmm. like to see the markets and stuff like that. I was like, man, I'm impressed (laughs) that y'all are doing it. The way you like when we parked, 
and you backed into like that teeny tiny space, I was like, good for, good for <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the big van in Germany probably wasn't the best idea in the world, but it's been, yeah. it's been fine so far. I haven't hit anybody yet. Yeah. No, you're doing, you're doing a great job. So we have two, two more questions. Um, so we're in like your craft room mm -hmm. right now and like just kind of like talking about mental health and, and hobbies and things like that. What kind of hobbies are, are you into that kind of just like bring you like, you know, a little bit of peace when you're not, you know, chasing around yeah. a toddler? <laughs> so, um, right now I'm mainly quilting. Mm -hmm. Um, I found joy in that. Um quilting and just random projects mm -hmm. like right now the Christmas season I've been like project 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 mm -hmm. projects. yeah <laughs> I'm like oh I can make these like fun little yule goats. yeah and then oh I can make these felt ornaments for my son and um so it's been like one thing after another so I haven't been able to quilt as much um but I'm part of uh there's a Ryland Falls quilt guild um where I'm located and I'm a part of that and um we do some outreach with we'll send quilts to to um, the hospital, the Landstuhl Hospital here, and give them to the new babies coming in. Um, but yeah, the quilting has been my little little joy. It's cool. Yeah, so, and I can see from my view right now, like a Star Wars themed quilt <laughs> that's in being in the process of yes. being made, and it looks very cool. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, my final question, and. Again, we're kind of like circling back, uh, kind of reflecting. Mm -hmm. If you could tell like college, like beginning of college, Jenna, anything or give any advice, what would it be? Um, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we were talking about earlier is um, I come from a very strict religious background and then coming into a more liberal college mm -hmm. um it's just like think about others a little bit more <laughs> and what struggles they're going through mm -hmm. and just because it's not what you're used to doesn't yeah. mean that it's bad or yeah. wrong yeah um i held on to a lot of not hate it's not hate it was just it was just all new and all mm -hmm. different and i didn't know how to process it and I had no resources growing up to help me process that mm -hmm. and what other people are going through in different lifestyles and different cultures that they come from. And um, I think it just all came from ignorance. So mm -hmm. probably start reading up on that um, and start just showing more love than um, that. So, uh, yeah. and to like probably not go out with your friends as much. <laughs> you guys were really fun. <laughs> um so maybe um just maybe stick back and chill and not cuz I feel like V will really burnt me out mm -hmm. near the end there. Yeah. So yeah. I think yeah, I think we put a lot of time and energy in into V will. Yeah. Um a, a lot of us did. So yeah, maybe and that's But like I didn't yeah. really want to go out into the yeah. main cuz yeah. I have a very like kind of one track mind and I'm mm -hmm. like, these are my friends right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a really hard time um, reaching out to out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. when I just have this comfort zone. Yeah. Like, no, I get that. So 
I totally get that. I mean, that's like one of the reasons I like this podcast is because I get to go back into that yeah. comfort zone yeah. and reconnect and it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. Well, thank you so yeah. much. This has been so much fun. We've dove into like a lot of like, you know, things about Mary Baldwin that I haven't, you know, covered before mm -hmm. and V Will that I haven't covered before. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And yeah, thank you so yeah. much for having me in Germany. Like you and Fritz have just been like so accommodating and and kind and like really just bending <laughs> over backwards. And I'm I'm like, wow, like of this course. is so nice. And it's yeah, it's been I'm so glad that I got the chance to come out here I know. and visit and see y'all. The first the first. <laughs> Uh, the first, uh, yeah, just yeah, <laughs> just clarifying the first to come visit, <laughs> but hopefully not the last. I know, I yeah. would love it. I yeah, I would love for more people to come out and see mm -hmm. like the cool house that you're living in, yeah, and just like the way that y'all have like dove into like the culture and living abroad. Oh and, yeah, like, we love trying it. to pick up the language and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm like very impressed by that. Yeah, so if you want to come to Germany, come visit. Yeah. Yeah, come visit Germany. It's lovely. Um, if wintertime, they have the Christmas market. Yeah, that's yeah. so fun. So, yeah, it's been yeah. a lot of fun. All right. Well, that's yeah. it. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the All Girls School podcast. But before class is over, please take a moment to subscribe or leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts. If you enjoy video content, head over to our YouTube channel at All Girls School Podcast, where you can watch and listen to each episode. You can also follow us on Instagram at All Girls School Podcast, and you can email us questions, stories, and more at theallgirlschoolpodcast at gmail.com. That's it for today. Class is dismissed.